Grace to you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. When I was a, a child growing up, I, I thought that being a Christian meant that you had to be good in this world, hoping someday that you get to heaven. I even remember a time in my childhood, right after I was confirmed, I was coming back from communion, and I had a smile on my face, and the elders yelled at me because I wasn't taking communion serious enough. But as I grew, I learned that our faith is much more than that. It isn't waiting for something in the future It is really something that we can receive right now. For the next three weeks, I want to share with you about the joy that we can find in knowing Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Today, I want to specifically talk about the joy of receiving God's blessings. But each week, we're going to build on that. And before I start this series, I want to share with you Uh, the difference between joy and happiness. Because so often in our world today, we kind of interchange those two words, but they're very different. Look at this chart with me for a moment, and you can see what is different. You see, joy is that inner peace that we get when we know God. Whereas happiness is kind of an outward situation, Uh, kind of an elation that comes about from something that causes us to be happy. Maybe you had a good restaurant experience last night, or you bought a new car and you sit in there and smell that new car. Of course, with happiness, it's also an emotion, and it can quickly go. You sit in that new car and you smell the new car smell and then you get the first scratch and you're not happy anymore. But joy is much deeper. You're connected to God. It's a spiritual experience whereas happiness is an earthly experience. And joy is lasting beyond everything else and happiness is a temporary fix to our lives. Joy comes from something deep inside us, and happiness often comes from something outside of us. And most important, look at this last one. Joy is a gift of God. It's a fruit of God's Spirit. It's what comes about when we have the Spirit of God living in us. It's not just being elated. You know, I attend funerals and I preach at funerals. And I can't say I can think of any time that someone said to me, well, I'm happy about this funeral. Because happiness is that outward emotion. But I have heard people say, and I believe it, that they can be still joyful at a funeral because of the blessing of knowing that person who has passed away, is now in the loving arms of Jesus. Joy is that inner peace that we get, that no matter what is happening around us, 
We know God. And we know that peace that comes from knowing God. Have you heard the expression, it is more blessed to give than to receive? You know, in my ministry, I have never seen a joyful miser. When someone is very miserly, holding on to everything, not letting go, I don't see joy in their lives. And Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. But then there are other passages that talk about receiving. We read one of them just a moment ago. Jordan led us in that in 1 Corinthians. What do you have, what does any of us have that we did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Let me try to do a demonstration if I could, okay? Uh, Johnny, would you help me for a minute? Yeah, John, yeah, 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 come on. Yeah, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, yes, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I have this plaque and it sits on my desk. I think, I think my wife gave it to me. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. I'd, I'd like you to give this to somebody. No, just go and give it to somebody. No, it's mine. No, I want you to give it to someone. No. What's wrong? If you don't... If you don't have it, you can't give it. That's right. Aha. Thank you. If you don't have it, you can't give it to someone else. Right? So, first of all, if we want to give God's blessings to others, first we have to receive it ourselves. Jesus said, freely you have been given Freely you have received from me, now freely give it to others. But the first part of that is we have to receive it. So let me ask you this question. Are you a better giver or are you a better receiver? I have to admit to you, I'm a much better giver than I am a receiver. Because sometimes when somebody wants to give me something... I don't feel like I'm worthy of it. Someone might compliment me after a sermon, and I say, well, you know, am I really worthy of that? But if I can't receive, I'm actually dishonoring the person who's trying to give it to me. And I've heard other people say to me, well, I don't want to take anything from anybody else because then I'll feel obligated. Now, we have to learn, especially from God, to receive those blessings because there's a danger. If we, if we don't receive the blessings from God, we cannot be a good giver of them. Well, what does God bless us with? Oh, there's so much. In fact, there's so much I wanted to share with you, I couldn't do it in this whole sermon. So I put together a whole list of all the blessings and all the Bible verses, and now I'm going to make you do it. 
in your bulletin, on the back of the prayer list, we always print our sermon outline. And I want you to take that outline home with you. Maybe this afternoon or maybe sometime this week, I want you to look at each of these blessings, faith and forgiveness and wisdom and hope and peace and joy and grace and mercy and purpose and identity, salvation and fellowship and contentment and value. And I want you to look up those Bible verses and see how God has blessed you and then make them effective for your lives today, not sometime in the future. And this is just a small listing. These are spiritual things. What about earthly things that God blesses us with, like family and, and friends and, and church and cars and boats and jobs and community and money and sometimes winning sports teams and, uh, <laughs> and doctors and medicine? And you can go on and on. First responders, policemen, firemen. God wants to bless us. Well, then how do we receive those blessings. What does that mean for us now, today, not sometime in the future? Well, first of all, I think we have to realize that we are most blessed by God's grace in Jesus. The most important thing that we can be joy-filled about is to know that Jesus forgives us our sins. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. And that's the most important thing. In Ephesians, it says, we are God's loved children in Christ. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through that work of Jesus Christ in accordance with God's pleasure. That's God's pleasure. Have you noticed that Chick-fil-A I, I, this isn't a commercial for Chick-fil-A, but Chick-fil-A started this. When you'd say thank you, what would they say? It's my pleasure, right? Have you heard them say that? Have you noticed how many other restaurant people are saying that now? And now I just started to hear it in some of the department stores. When you say thank you, it's my pleasure. You know who started that? Not Chick-fil-A. God. <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's what I want. It's my will. I want to bless you with this grace, with this forgiveness. He wants to take the burden of sin off of our shoulders. He doesn't want us to be weighted down by the problems of this life. And we have a wonderful example of that in our gospel reading for today. Jesus meets this man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, uh, I, I remember when I was a kid, we used to call him a wee little man. You know, he was really short. And, and you know what it meant for somebody at the time of Jesus? They would have said Zacchaeus is cursed by God. He's not blessed by God. Because God would have made him nice and big and tall. Anything that you had wrong with you, if you had poor eyesight, you were cursed by God. If you didn't have children, you were cursed by God. If you were left-handed instead of right-handed, you were cursed by God. If you had some sort of infirmity, sickness, God was trying to get even with you. So here is this poor little man. His whole life is being brought up bullied by everybody in the community. Well, God doesn't love you. So what does he do with his life? 
He takes the one position that is most hated in his community. He becomes a tax collector. Now, we might not like tax collectors today, but it's a lot different at the time of Jesus. They were considered collaborators with a foreign government that was occupying their territory. And they were hated. They were seen as sinners, outsiders, even if they were Jews. But Jesus doesn't see it that way. Jesus wants to bless this man. And he stops under this tree and he does something that everybody thought was wrong. He says, I'm going to go to dinner with you tonight. You see, in the Old Testament time, dinner was a very intimate act. You only invited your closest and best friends. And everybody looks at Jesus and says, he's going to the house of a sinner. But Jesus wanted to share that blessings with that man and change his life. And what happens? Zacchaeus hears and realizes the grace of God. And he says, I'm going to give half of my wealth to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone, I'm going to give them four times back. And the story ends, salvation has come to this house today. You see, this man who his whole life was put down sees the love and grace and forgiveness of God and it changes who he is. And he becomes a very loving person. We're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. Jesus said it this way, the thief, and he's talking about Satan or the world, only comes to steal and kill and destroy the world doesn't want you to feel good about yourself. But Jesus has come that you might have life and have it to the full. Not just life everlasting, but a good life now that goes into eternity. And we have that good life when we follow His law and His ways. Secondly, we need to acknowledge God as the source of all of our blessings. You know, it's so easy when we're working hard and we're saving and we're putting together and we're paying for everything to get caught in the trap of thinking, I've done it. I've accomplished this. I've done it on my own. And we live in a society that makes advancement by work seem acceptable. And sometimes we think that's the way in God's kingdom. I've got to do something. I've got to work. I can't just receive these gifts freely. But that's what God is calling us to. In fact, in the book of James, it says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who doesn't change like shifting shadows. If we rely on happiness... To live our lives, it's going to be like shifting shadows. It's going to come, it's going to go. But if we realize that these blessings and the grace of God comes from Him alone, then we have true joy, and that lasts forever. It's not changeable like the shadows. In Philippians, St. Paul said to them, God will meet all your needs 
Now notice it doesn't say you're going to get all you want. But he will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. The third thing we need to do is we need to receive that blessing not only in joy but with thanksgiving. Paul had a rough life, especially as a missionary. And when he's writing the book of Philippians, he's in jail, waiting to see if he's going to be executed or not. And he writes these words to the Philippians. In fact, I think the book of Philippi is probably the most joyful book you'll ever read in the Scriptures. But he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. You see, joy isn't about what's going on around you. Yeah, he was in prison, but he looked beyond that and saw the blessings that God was giving him, and he could rejoice. And finally, God wants you to enjoy his blessings. Live life in all of its fullness. Laugh. Enjoy. Paul tells Timothy to do this to his congregation. He says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth. He doesn't condemn wealth. But what he says is, we don't trust in that. We don't put our hope in that. Because that's happiness. That's not lasting joy. And he says, that's so uncertain. You can have it one day, you can lose it the next. Have you seen the California fires? Someone can lose everything in a matter of seconds. That's temporary. But, he says, have them put their trust in God. That's a joy. That's something that lasts. And God is going to provide us with everything for our enjoyment. God wants us to enjoy life as we follow His Word. So brothers and sisters in Christ, we are so blessed by God's grace. God's grace in Jesus. And we need to joyfully receive that. We need to acknowledge it comes from God alone and thank and praise Him as we enjoy both God's spiritual blessings and His earthly blessings. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.